Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas and happy Independence Day. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch sitting here at Millburgers on the porch talking to you about gardening. So uh, uh, give us a call. Be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Do we want to? I don't think my, my plan last year went over too well. We could try again. Where people call in, vote for their favorite red plant, their favorite white plant, and their favorite blue plant. Yeah, maybe you're just staring at me, Jerry. Yeah, why? Why are you just staring at me? <laughs> oh, is it locked in? Remember, I went over last year, Milton. Yeah, I think we had two people that called, <laughs> and, they, and they were voting for their favorite orange plant. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, um, but if you want to call in and vote and see if we can get it started, so blue plumbago is my favorite blue. Okay. I don't know what my favorite. Good fa- choice. Thank you. Let's see. What would a white one be? I'm trying to think of what's. Oh, look at those. Oh, you remember the vinca, that white vinca? Yeah. There's some out there, I guess. The crepe myrtles are nice when they're white like that. They're, yeah. they're, they're pretty. White crepe myrtles. some white, white roses, too, that are very yeah. spectacular. Jerry might vote for his uh, olive. Was it the. Uh, yeah. Mexican olive. That have the white blooms on it. I know you Still like that. Has. They do really. I'll have to drive down O'Connor Road they're, again. They're oh, yeah. unbelievable. How yeah. long those? I guess what what I'm seeing is those. They bloom in clusters and have have buds in clusters. So what I'm seeing in the same cluster is different flowers. And you'll and you'll also see now, if my plants any example, you also see the fruit. Forming in yeah, clusters. right, right, right. So, what was, who was it that was? Somebody had asked me to identify that, uh, and they were chomping chop, the fruit. They were <laughs> eating the fruit. Yeah, I says, I don't, I don't think it'll hurt right. you, but don't eat the, <laughs> any more of that fruit. <laughs> Did they? They didn't have a stomachache or anything. They didn't seem to know. <laughs> it's uh, I think it's just. Neutral, but uh, huh? the, the the birds don't love it, and the no. mammals it's not their not the favorite. They'll eventually eat it, but we'll ask Trace if he's coming up too. Let's see. So red is uh, red. There's lots of choices. There's the geraniums are one of my favorite reds, and the vincas look pretty. I've yeah, seen the vincas are red. Yeah, I've seen people posting pictures online of their vinca baskets that they have, and they're just gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, Zinnias are nice, some red yeah. zinnias, too. Yeah, uh, you, everything's about the zinnias with you. Yeah. Hey, I started seeing hummingbirds. Did I tell you that? You just started? Yeah. Actually, I think the water may be a little old in the feeder. because the Oh, feed. at your feeder. Yeah, because basically he came and kind of went... Well, <laughs> my... Uh, next... Yeah, you're okay, Trace. Next week... Got my, it fixed. My article is about... Uh, 
birds and butterflies. And one of the points I make is that you should start seeing a, a lot of hummingbirds because they're they're done with their primary nesting, and so they're not nearly as territorial. And uh, they also the young young of the season are coming in. But you're uh, you're right. My my yard, I see a lot more right now. And yeah, it's a different. So I got two, week, two weeks. It's quite different. I got to fix the feeders. So trace what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah dumping dumping them. Yeah, well, put them in little put it in little saucepans and the butter butterflies. Oh, that's a good idea. Easily, if it's turned gray, is that a bad sign? No, they don't won't won't face the bees <laughs> or the ants. Yeah, the ants don't even want it. Yeah, that's it. Um, oh, that's true. I guess the bees and the uh, and the ants will like it. Hey, um, so trace what we're talking about. If you want to join in, or you can go. Um, just you know, you won't hurt our feelings if you go. Let me think about it, guys, and then oh. never. Our favorite red, white, and blue plants. Well, yeah, I, 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 I can tell already you don't want to play a game. I looked at uh, they've got. Uh, it all have to be within one kind of plant. No, 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 I did like blue plumbago for blue. Red was uh, uh, geraniums and vincas. White was uh, Mexican olive and uh, vincas. I don't remember that. I think somebody mentioned zinnias for red, too. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, roll tape on that, Al. See if we got that. I don't think that. But I guess you're doing that now. Uh, I didn't. I stopped and looked at uh, the angel trumpet. Oh, yeah. That's on sale. They've got a wonderful selection that there. There's and a I, white. Is that a white? There's a single white and a double white and then the uh, the yellow. Right. Bergrancia. I mean, uh, uh, Charles Grimaldi. Yep. That's what I stopped to look for, make sure you had that one. That's the best bloomer. That's the one I have the most of, too. Is it? Yeah. That's that's the best one. How many? I saw two varieties there. Was there's, there more than two? Yeah, there's three. There's three. a yellow, there's a single white, and there's a double white. Oh, that's cool. I was telling them that I saw Dorothy Weedy this morning. Uh, out. We, we had a neighborhood Fourth uh, of July parade, everybody in their cars. And Dorothy was out there. In front of her beautiful <laughs> garden, waving, and she recognized me. Yeah. So if you talk about Brugmansia. So did or, you have your mask on while you were driving? Or a- no? Absolutely. Is that how she recognized I had, I, had my, I had my mask. I had two West Highland Terriers in no, there. No, that's how they recognized me. And, yeah. and my granddaughter and my little Volkswagen convertible. Uh, and, that uh, Getting back to Brugmansia, uh, Dorothy at one time gave us a... A white, uh, a white Brumethi, and that thing <laughs> grew over the top of her house. Uh, I remember was, that. It was huge. Yeah. I, I had a lady uh, comment on our Facebook that she she was unsuccessful. It didn't make it through the winter, but that's not my no. experience. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, it can freeze down on a hard winter, but, uh, but normally, usually they Normally back. it's a good perennial. Yeah. And... Uh, the thing about it is now, none of these are, I didn't see any blooms on them, but now is the ideal time to plant them so they bloom in the fall. They have a, have a tendency to bloom in the fall, and so you put them in a morning it, sun, it, afternoon shade. Is place. it day length or the temperature, I think or both? I think it's both. They, I think uh, it's both. They can put up with the heat, but they, they need yeah. good watering. Yeah, and they need they need that afternoon shade. Yeah, and and uh, wa- uh, just be alert on the irrigation. Yeah, they do pretty good 
um, in fairly dense shade. Uh, but uh, one good thing, let me see if Trace misses it. Oh, he's and no. He's looking at the ad which says they're on sale. By the way, do you <laughs> remember what they're on sale yes. for? Yes, uh, two for forty dollars. So two as long for as forty. They, as long as they buy uh, two or better, then they get them for twenty apiece. Okay. Oh. Okay. So if they buy three, then it's not one at full price. Two. At, oh, so you buy them multiples of two. Well, no, no, no. They, that's what I'm saying. They can buy oh. three, and we'll still give them the deal. We'll make oh, them 20, okay. 20 apiece. Cool. Or they can get one of each kind. You left that's out true. the most important part. I knew. Huh? Deer resistant? Absolutely. The deer won't touch them. Well, and they uh, don't they figure in murder mysteries, too? <laughs> but the only thing a deer will deer? to them is rub them down. No, the Muncie. I did see uh, two uh, Daytoras left down there, too. Yes. Mm. That's a cool one. That's uh, Oh, yeah. Well, why so this is Angel's. No, it was white and purple. Oh, okay. uh, So this is Angel's Trumpet, and then that is Devil's Trumpet. <laughs> and why, why is it called Devil's Trumpet? Because the blooms go up. Yeah. And um, that Tura is also a... They, ha- po- uh, they used to they, both be the same... They used to use them as in murder the, they, didn't they oh, use the okay. same... Uh, not botanical, but they used something along the lines where they put them in the same group, and yeah. then, they, then they separated them out. Right. Absolutely right. There's a... Uh, I don't know if it's still there or not, but there was a beautiful thing of the... Uh, de- so the Datura is Devil's Trumpet. Is that yes. right? Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Uh, One of the selections. At Coolcrest... Uh, Miniature golf. Uh, they had them in. It was blooming at night, uh, and uh, yeah, it, they tend to do that. Yeah, and it was a. Uh, it was. It was really, really pretty. It was low to the ground too, if yeah, I remember correctly. Well, these are these are short and still blooming. Okay. So, now the the angel's trumpet has to be a little taller to get to get to bloom. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Bark, one of our listeners that this works with Jerry quite often, he's got them along his driveway, and they they just are low growing there and. The, Flowers, oh, yeah. The flowers yeah. lay, uh, are downward pointed. The prettiest pictures I've got, images I've got of Angel Trumpet, uh, were taken in uh, Karen's uh, parents' hmm. oh, yeah. front yard. Are uh, they in Hollywood Park, too? Yeah, it's in Hollywood oh. Park. And the deer didn't touch them? The deer didn't touch them. Okay. And, they could only do it once if they were going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they taste very good, so they don't fool with them. But uh, the super fragrant, starting at six o'clock at night, hmm. and uh, fragrant all night long. And so, Greg. So you'd have to stay up over six o'clock. Right? Yeah, Greg Grant uh, <laughs> used to love them. We had we have some growing in the greenhouse, and man, you walk in there in the in the wintertime. Or in uh, early spring, and between the citrus and the Brugmansia, it'll drive you out of there for, with fragrance or, hey. or smell or whatever you want to call it. Trace, you want to help us with a question? we got Larry on the line. He's sure. got a couple things to ask about it. 210-308-8867. Hey, Larry, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Happy Independence Day, Larry. Uh, same. So, uh I have a, about a half of acre that is just overtaken with mandina and ligustrum. And I've been cutting it out and spraying some weed killer on them. Is there a better way to control them and get rid of them permanently? Well, what, what weed killer are you using? Uh, it's, 
It's called brush killer. Um, that should do it. Yeah, right. Right. Now the, is the, how big are the ligustrums, though? The, uh, the some of them are pretty feet tall. And then I have to ask what brand, because uh, some brush killers, for example, Roundup, is still just glyphosate. It is it is not Roundup, and I'm heading okay. back to find out what, what brush killer I use. Um, something I get there. If you got, if you got it here and said brush killer, that, that will work. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, remedy. That is contained uh, remedy. Yeah, right. I didn't call it that, but yeah. Active okay. ingredient. Yes. And uh, the brand, again, is uh, BioAdvantage. You didn't buy that here. No. Is that, is that <laughs> more like a feed store type thing? Uh, BioAdvantage is a bear. Oh. Uh, it might be organic, which means it really won't do very good. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> come on in, and I'll, I'll, I'll show you something that will actually help you. Okay, and then do I have to cut the down to, to apply it, or you don't have to? But I mean, your best results are putting it on an open wound. Yeah, that's what works. So okay. I would be trying to cut them down to be about two inches above ground, and I would be putting it on the exposed cut as well as the, uh, the what's left of the stem. Ah, okay. Now tell me, tell me about those nandinas. Oh man! Where 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 are they coming from? Well, we we started a long time ago with some in our yard. Okay. Uh, and evidently the birds have scattered them, and now our our back acre is just oh they're about every foot apart. Hmm. Probably really pretty during the winter though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of that. Nothing new brothels? No, this is the San Antonio Hill Country Village. Oh, okay. Uh huh. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're not too far from here, so I take Trace up on his offer and. Uh-huh. Okay. And, uh, and then, if you want it, do you want him to bring the bottle so you know what he is using? That would be great. Yeah. Can you bring the hey. bottle of what you are using? So. The Nandina should be easy to kill with that product that. Trace is talking about. Yeah. You have to be a little more careful with the ligustrum because of the size, but if you cut them down, it works pretty well. Thanks, Larry. Hey. Hope that helped. Good luck. We'll see you in a little while. Don't do it when it's 100 degrees out. No. Is that because it's 100 degrees or is that because it doesn't work as well? Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I would think it actually worked better because it would suck it in faster. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was reading some about the, the, the uh, things not working at... It's uh, all bets are off at 100 degree plus. Oh, right? okay. Huh. But, but I mean, that, the, some of the individual products may be work fine, but uh, a lot of them don't. Yeah. So Trace, uh, what else is going on? Which y'all? Uh... Well, you already talked about my uh, new ad items. Yeah, um, and you have two new ad items in there, don't you? I thought one the, for sure. One that's the that's the one. What was the other one I saw that was kind of like okay? Have Fox, I seen that? Foxtel Fern is back. Second time. Oh yeah, and that was real popular. Job the Job spikes that's are back. Back. Yep. And SilverFalls Dichondra. Yep, that's a great ground cover. Pony for, yeah, yeah, we had that last sun. week too. So that's good. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead and talk about. it. I interrupted you. Oh, full sun, uh, very low water consumption once it's established. And its unique color is kind of kind of neat because you can see it from a distance. Yeah, solid silver. Cherry. 
Uh, thank you, Trace. Uh, the uh, bicolor iris. Have you done oh, that before? No, that's the first, that's the other one. Yeah, that's new. Yeah, well, tell us about that. Well, because it's um, a good sales price too. Yeah, you, well, you see it in a lot of landscapes now. It's actually in the sauce package too, so oh. uh, you can take advantage of that if you're doing a sauce package. But it's not really an iris. Um, it's uh, a a. Um, I forgot the name. Um, but anyway, it's a it's a wonderful clump looking thing. It looks like a looks kind of like grass from a distance, and it has a uh, that one has a yellow bloom with burgundy dots on it. Center, yeah. Ooh, that should look interesting. Got a picture, a good picture of it on the sales side of on the planet on the uh, Mirburger landscape plant uh, site. So that's uh, in the in the formerly known as the one gallon container, now the number one. Yes, it's four eighty eight. So that was uh, I imagine that'll do well too. Where are they? Are they? Uh, they are. Okay, look from here. The... From here, where the guy was just walking, two beds further over, you can even oh, okay. see the sale sign poking up. Okay, cool. So just Dieties. There you go. Oh, very it's, good. It's see, horrible getting old. Yeah, <laughs> we knew it would come back to you. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Mexican Bird of Paradise, which around town looks great. They are great. Uh, Gosh, we, we, there's a lot of them. We, yeah. We finally got a little batch in that started has some buds on it, so we're, we're not far enough along for blooming, but uh, we're getting there. And the hotter we stay, the faster we're going to get there. I mean, that Gold Star Esperanza really showing out. It, yep. Uh, you brought it in, it had buds on it, and now... Not right it's full next, of bloom. next to the Thoralis. That still looks wonderful. Yeah, you can see it across there. That's the only yellow. Uh, yeah, is that the Thoralis? Yeah, yeah. And it's deer resistant. So I was telling uh, Jerry that the the neighbors. Uh, I was praising the Gold Star Esperanza because the neighbors that got beat up. It looked beautiful before the hail. And then, and it didn't look bad, but it was. You could tell it knocked off a lot of the blooms. And it's back. It's just like it's angry. It's coming back. It's going to show show nature. It can take anything. They can take the abuse. No they doubt. really can. It's probably about six, seven foot tall and about three feet wide. It's gorgeous. It just. <laughs> You're talking about the pride of Barbados. No, no, no. Point Siena. But I was just saying, in, in a lot of neighborhoods, the deer don't eat that either. Oh, wow. It is on the resistant list. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, my, mine for how many years I told everybody not to plant it because it was <laughs> the deer eat it and then a couple of the neighbors started planting it and took me a while to notice <laughs> that the deer were not eating it. So I now, wonder if that silver pony foot is deer resistant. Well, it's, I, it's a native. I can't answer that off the top of my head, but I bet it is. Yeah, um, I bet it is. Too, we, we do have a bed of it planted out uh, yeah. street side, and it, so it takes that abuse from the, the extra heat off the highway and oh. the cars. It's a. We even had somebody drive through it once. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Just tore it all up, and a few weeks later, it looked like nothing ever happened. They don't. They don't have to worry about you running out of uh, plants too, because there's four tables full of that silver <laughs> point. Hey, yeah. we uh, maybe uh, our, uh, some of our listeners have had experience in terms of the deer. The deer? Give us, yeah, give us, a call. give us a report at two one zero three zero eight. I know a lot of them planted eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I talk about that uh, silver pony foot. At uh, they've got a, a landscaper planted it at the entrance to Cane's Chicken, which I visit <laughs> quite often. And uh, 
the neat thing about it, the the pony's foot itself is just solid silver. But you put one plant or several plants in there amongst that, color plants, like uh, Vinca, and uh, it just just shines. Huh. Causes them to really stand out, that color. So uh, it, it's a good plant. I'm, I'm almost sure that uh, Paul Cox had a lot to do with getting that on the market. So, uh, because our, our, our native plant person Benny Simpson, up at uh, up, uh, which he's passed now, but uh, he had uh, several selections planted up at uh, the Dallas Center what's in that, the medians out front. What's that mean, Jerry? When uh, qu- quite a number of the people that we mentioned. We have to say they have passed now. That means that... You don't uh, want to know what it means. <laughs> that means that you're getting older, Cal. Oh, Jerry doesn't sugarcoat it at all. Trace, what about else? I don't want to miss anything I, before I, we go to break. I don't know. I'm just in awe of that last comment. That, <laughs> Stunned into... Uh, you have what, some what tomatoes it? here, too. Oh, I do have tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, now, my personal will be waiting till next week, and I'll have a better selection even. But oh, we do gosh. have some. We do have some tomatoes now. Yeah, yeah well, the selection is pretty good right now. Yeah, people, when I people were dying to plant them because we uh, <laughs> we got them in, and I started getting curbside. Do you have this? Do you have that? And we're pulling them for curbside. <laughs> I, I, I had somebody ask me today if they should. You know, they knew that I generally I'm gonna wait a couple of weeks, but I, they said, "Well, could they plant theirs now?" And I said. No reason why not. Absolutely, to, as long as you can keep them water. The hardest, the hardest conversation is tell them they got to pull their other ones. Oh <laughs> yeah, that that never goes well. Yeah, but now that, with this uh, really hot weather, that has made it a little easier. Plus the, two, uh, what ten days ago when the spider mites started showing up, oh. yeah. then it gets easier. <laughs> the uh, I, as I was walking in, I looked over in the, the selection. And I uh, saw the fish, the red fish tomato. Red, uh, red rodeo. Snapper. The red well, snapper. That, that was actually my first uh, <laughs> curbside pickup. Oh, well, is that right? Two snappers in, uh, in gallon cans. And there's, yeah, wow. There's I didn't know there was tycoon in gallons. Yeah, I saw tycoon in gallons. I didn't look and see what all they were. But uh, those gallons look nice. And, so uh, Calvin, you'll have to get some now. Don't don't be waiting too long. Glad you know what happened last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this this is the first time that they're going to be tested in the fall. Red snapper. Yeah, red snapper. But tycoon is a uh, is has been proven itself for a long time. Well, Trace, if you can hang, oh, you're going to say something. I interrupted you. Oh, okay. If you can hang with us, please do. We got to take a quick break. At 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Melberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. I want to tell you about some of the items on sale this week. We've got some of your favorites that are now on sale and some that you haven't seen on sale in a long time. 
Let's start off with one of your favorites, the Foxtail Fern. When we had it on sale a couple of weeks ago, it was so very, very popular. And now it's on sale again in the number one container for just five eighty-eight or two for $10. The same goes true for Blue Plumbago. They were just moving out the door. They're absolutely gorgeous, and that's why they're on sale in the number one container for just four eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. Bicolor irises are on sale. I haven't seen these on sale in a long time. In the number one container, now just four eighty-eight. You'll save on crepe myrtles, thoralis, and much, much more, including Lynn's Legacy and Silverado Sinisa for just eighteen eighty-eight in the number five container at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. Learn more at millburgernursery.com. What is America to me? A name, a map, or a flag I see A certain word, democracy What is America? And we're going to do some patriotic tunes today. Al's got some back at the station. And Marty, if there's one you want to hear, you can call Al at 210-308-8867. Hey, I want to tell you real quick, if uh, the, you're out there uh, today in the backyard, maybe grilling or doing something else, and you're slapping away those mosquitoes, then you need to call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control for your next uh, uh, outing or just your next time spending time in the yard. And get, take the Into Care Mosquito Trapping System, uh, which Spider-Man has introduced. It's a little system where uh, the mosquitoes fly in. Uh, I'm going to let him explain it to you better uh, when you call him at 210-656-3721. But mosquitoes fly in. They get the uh, the little toxin on their their feet and stuff, and then they fly to all the other places where mosquitoes tend to perch. So it's kind of like a bait almost in, in that it's uh, selective and how it works and kills. But uh, Millburgers uses it. They use it at Walt Disney World. Um, and lots of folks that have a real interest in butterflies yeah. are exploring it as an option to control mosquitoes without threatening their butterfly population. And uh, uh, the mosquitoes wear little booties. Um, no, it's booty proof. Oh, it's booty proof? It is booty proof. <laughs> so anyway, uh, call him and find out about that. There's other treatments he can do, too. And the nice thing about Spider-Man, he's going to help you to, to walk through all the things that he can do, whether it's organic, synthetic, or the uh, into care. Come up with the, the treatment yeah. that is best for your particular situation. Yeah, he's going to kind of walk you through it, and, and together you all will decide that. All right, it's 210-656-3721 online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, we're going to talk to, uh, can you can join us for another one, Trace? I think so. All right, cool. All right, let's see who we have on the line. We have, uh, oh, Tom is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Tom, you got an oak tree question, is that right? Yeah, I do. I have a... Uh the question's got to do with the hurricane that went through Rockport about almost three years ago now. And we have some uh, property down there, and it's got some, what I think are just live oak, that are that were damaged in the storm, certainly, and that most, uh, many of them, I should say, have come back and have shown signs of life. But we still have trees that are, that are uh, showing no signs of life. And I, somewhere in my history i'd heard that you give them two years to come back and after that they're unlikely that they'll ever show you know come back to life and i just wanted to get an opinion on that 
That's probably so, right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe because yeah. they, you know they they've got to have some green. They've got to have some leaves and photosynthesis if they're going to survive. And three years is a pretty long time. The trees that are not coming back are they uh, are they split or the limbs damaged or what's the? Oh situation? yeah, a lot of you know a lot of limbs damage. Where I mean the small limbs were all wiped out in the storm completely. But that went for all the trees, and you know some of them were back, uh, probably growing new foliage the next, you know, the following spring, which would have been eight, 2018. Others, some others have come back since then, even like in 19. And here we are in 20, and I'm just trying to figure out at what point do you just call it and say they're not coming back, and we need to cut them down. Yeah. Do you did you take off the damaged limbs? Most of these are in some, uh, what would I, it's unimproved land, so it's, you know, kind of in a, in a field. In oh, a, okay. It's not in our yard or anything like that, but I'm just trying to figure out at what point do you, you cut them down and use the firewood, if nothing else, or do you just let them sit there? I mean, I don't know if they have a chance that they would still come back after three years of showing no signs of life during that three years. I, w- I and if it was in my property, I would... Uh, assess that they would not come back, but okay. I, you know you can help if it's if it's a big property and it's valuable mm-hmm. and there's a lot of those trees. You, know, you might might be worthwhile to have a a, a person uh, arborist look at them. What about using Medina or Garrett juice on them? Well, yeah, but... haven't tried, dead, yeah, dead. tried anything other than nature, thinking <laughs> that it. <laughs> Yeah, he's facetious. You know, if, and you know, there's a couple of them that have bark that's been not if it, it's come yeah. off the tree, separated from the trunk and things like that. Pieces of bark, everything looks dead about them. Others look like they're just sitting there, like they might look in in uh, January or February. Except again, they don't have any small leaves, uh, small branches on them because those are all torn off. And they're, you know, the stuff that's still remaining is probably I'm going to say an inch inch in diameter or greater. The and, and, and there's, there's nothing coming from the the base. Either. Nothing. No, yeah. no stems. Yeah. Can you uh, when you scr- have you scratched the bark to see if it's green beneath the bark? No, no. I really That's hadn't it. done anything. Just thinking, it seemed like it was just time to start get the chainsaw out and start cutting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I- well, it's it's certainly a judgment thing, but my. my yeah, if it was my property, I would assess that they are not coming back. Yeah, if yeah. he cuts one down, um, and he's if he's could he be vindicated in his decision by seeing something like the there was no green like yeah. you mentioned, or you're not going to see it when you cut when you get the stump. No, they're going to be. I was hoping you'd see something when you would, cut the stump, Milton. It's a bit a little bit too late. No, I'm not trying to say that. Put it one. back. But he's, but he's got more than one. <laughs> like so Ms. Ms. Tanya say, says. It's a little too late to do the right thing there. Right, right. I think what you're getting at, Milton, is start with the smaller branches. Oh, that would work. I wasn't, green. but that would work, too. Yeah. yeah. And you as could... you're cutting, if you find green, then stop. I like Trace's yeah. idea. <laughs> okay. That'll well, make you sense. feel better about it anyway. That you did the yeah, right I, you know, and after after you get through a couple of trees, you're going to know where you're, what's happening anyhow, I think. Yeah. But you're right. Okay, well, I just wanted to get y'all's opinion. Good luck. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Tom. Happy Independence Day. Yeah. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace, what else you got, man? What's I don't know. I keep, lo- I keep looking at these flowers that are uh, been so adorning on the uh, desk here. Yeah, we need more up here, just lots of flowers. <laughs> What, what, which of the uh, perennial hibiscuses do you have? Do you still have any left? Uh, there's a handful, but I don't remember which variety okay. is off the top of my head. And I still I do have some of the uh, the other hibiscus. The flare? No, no. Your, your hibiscus. Althea. Uh, more grande? No, your Althea. Oh, the Althea. Oh, oh Althea. Okay, great. Blue something? Blue, blue angel. Blue angel hey, there's and a white good, angel. There's, there's, a there's a more blue. white than there is blue left down there. There's yeah. a good blue plant. Those are pretty. The, the whites bloom later than the blue. Well, you know, within Althea, you could get all three colors. Really? That's why I was asking earlier, are we limited to one plant that has the three colors? You can get red and white? You can get red? Yeah, I don't, I don't have them, but there is a red. Wow. Okay, I'm going to look up so I can know if our listeners can see what the blue looks like. I'm going to look it up real quick on Google uh, see if it's a picture. Neil Sperry wrote about in a weekly newsletter. Wrote about uh, growing fall tomatoes. Did he? And uh, this pretty well indicates he has to write for the whole state. So uh, his first first uh, deal is to, or his first tip is to call ahead to be sure your nursery or farm store has transplants on hand. They're not always easy to find. Sure they are. But they are at Milburg. They are at Milburgers. <laughs> and then uh, he says, stay with the same varieties you use for spring planting. Well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> that's and, that. Those are our... Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and true. He, he, he lists several, and then he finishes it off, Kevin, by saying, and if you're... If you're lucky enough to find them, tycoon. Hmm. That's from Neil Spared. Yeah. Did you talk to Neil about that, Kevin? No, I didn't. Well, I didn't talk to Neil, really. <laughs> avoid, and then he messes up right at the last. said, avoid large types like big boy beefsteak and the large heirloom types. They won't set fruit in fall's cooler weather. Oh, now that the problem is, <laughs> it's not that they won't set fruit in cooler weather; they won't set fruit in hot weather. And all the varieties that uh, we recommend and that are sold here are heat heat uh, will set fruit in hot weather. Well, and plus we're talking uh, determinate and semi-determinate, yeah. so we got a short shorter season. Right. But uh, yeah, and, well, the, in some of the parts of the state, the uh, the heirlooms won't set fruit because the snow will be blowing through there. <laughs> yeah. And so it, I, it takes I, a larger I'm, fruit. I'm confused. Is he agreeing around. with him finally, or is he not agreeing with him? Yeah, it's hard to tell with Jerry. <laughs> what? Uh, they will not set fruit. He, he says they won't set fruit in fall's cooler weather. He's agreeing that they but won't set our, fruit, but not the reason. Okay. set uh, fruit in more hotter weather. And will ripen in cooler weather. And the tomatoes you have, you have a lot of heat setters. I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can tell by the name, which just was one <laughs> of those light bulb moments. I think you have Phoenix. Yep. Uh, solar Fire. Do they still do Solar Fire? I don't think so. Tycoon. Okay. okay. Oh, Tycoon is a? Heat setter. 
Okay. Absolutely. Dwarf cherry surprise. Yeah, there are lots yeah. of them. I bought a couple for gifts for people. <laughs> and uh, then that red snapper. I'm not sure how that. Red. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hot red snapper. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. Like I said, we haven't tested that in the fall. I'm just going by the name. Yeah. yeah. The name, I, di- I didn't know that th- for a while that the name was actually some correlation between heat setting or if it was just coincidence. Well, yeah. Doesn't uh, seem to, they don't seem to do that anymore because there was uh, Solar Fire Sun Pride. Was it a. Yeah. Was that a. Solar yeah. Fire. Yeah, that was a heat setter, heat setter. Uh, Phoenix, like, uh, that was a heat what, setter. What do you do about the numbers? I don't know what four, you do four, about four. them. 444. Yeah. Are those heat setters? Yeah. Oh, okay. Most of them. Like I said, most of them were. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not spring and fall. Oh, okay. And, uh, but I only have varieties that will work. There you go. Or we think will work. Have they had that uh, Ruby Crush available yet? Uh, no, but hopefully. I'll know more tomorrow. Okay. I told I told you last week we talked about uh, Dr. Larry Stein, Stein did the tomato evaluation this year. And he didn't see anything spectacular except Ruby Crush was the best tomato in the field in terms uh, of this year and last year well that, so are you implying since that one is not a texas superstar yet that it might be <laughs> it's possible it could be and it's not a rodeo tomato yet well and, and you you probably do for a while they were hesitant to, to identify another cherry tomato right right maybe they're off of that now and ruby crushed it but it's yeah well people want to Big tomato. Like, like when we put uh, a dwarf cherry surprise on, or uh, 98, 90, uh, FM, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's right. Are you, are you 968? 968. Oh, okay. All right. 1823 was another one, though. Yeah, we made that a, uh, I think that was Texas Superstar, too. It was. But uh, when we made that a, a rodeo tomato, people raised hell. But you know what? They still buy it in quantity. Oh, they, yeah. They ask religiously for that one. <laughs> uh, I think the only ones that really outsell it are going to be Celebrity and Tycoon. Yeah. But that uh, that was proven in our test to be the only, other than it's Ruby Crush, heat-setting cherry tomato. Used to, we would think, we would say all cherry tomatoes are heat setters. But in several years in our test, when it was hot as hell after we planted them, uh, only the 968 and maybe the Ruby Crush had fruit. The other tomatoes did not. And this year, year, at least in my garden, it's been uh, the uh, situation... All the big tomatoes are long gone, but the yeah the two two uh, the Ruby Crush and the BHN 968 are still producing. So oh, that's good. So I'm hearing a competition. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> you, we're gonna pit them against each other. <laughs> I, I'm thinking well, that that may be where Jerry's heading. No, I think <laughs> it, the neat thing about that, and I think Jerry agrees that they're they're both very tasty, but they've got a distinct difference. Uh, BHN 968's got a little more tart, yeah, acid taste, and then uh, Ruby Crush is a little sweeter, 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 yeah, and a little firmer, yeah. So is that going to be our, our our fall clash of the tomatoes? 
Yeah, Ruby Crush. I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, we're devi- debating oh. whether to try to make it a rodeo tomato next year. Y'all well, would already know the name, but that's, that's the only drawback. Oh, yeah. Now you could, you could rename it. You could pretend we didn't. You could oh, pretend okay. we just blew it. You I'll blew give it. it another name. Yeah, or blew it Crimson off. Flounder. Uh, uh, <laughs> that didn't work. The uh, producer got to be prepared when he changed his name. And uh, one another tip Neil gives is buy transplants that have been growing in full sun so they'll be acclimated. Now, all these plants that we have at Millburgers I have, them in the have, sun. Ne- have never seen shade. Oh, okay. From from the time they were planted as a seed, all the way to uh, to when they were potted up and brought out here. And you can tell that because they're out there on the open area there. Yeah, hundred degree plus. Hottest part of the store. Not a wilt. Not a wilt out there. <laughs> I got good news, Milton. What? What you know? They potted up the uh, real grandy gold peppers <gasps> yeah. Monday. Oh boy! In four and a half inch. So that means that you got germination. Oh yeah. Oh, oh cool. And I wanted to mention if Bart's listening, you know he gave me seed from the way to go, Bart. All different colors of the of the fruit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the grower says they all germinated the same. I'll be done. Wow. Well, they took it out of a, a gr- red, uh, yellow fruit, orange fruit, or uh, red that, fruit. That's interesting to know, too. Yeah. That, when, we, when we do our seeds, for me. our seed drive. Now, yeah. so you, and you don't have to worry about the wholesale nurseries always worry a little bit about these late season crops. But Milton is committed to buy three or four transplants. There you go. At least wow. three. So what I'm hearing is... <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. I need to turn in a commitment now. <laughs> Probably. They've got uh, 15 flats of uh, four and a half inch. So I will have 15 flats of <laughs> four and a half inch. That's all they got. Okay, well, that's. Oh, man. I, I'm I, taking them all. I'm going to have to call in I now start, and ask to put I, some aside. I started to grow just two plants. You, you going to tell them that, or do I need to tell them that? <laughs> no, I'm, you tell them that. All right. I've told them that you're going to get a large bunch of them. Yeah. But I, I, that's great. I so when, when have you, large bunch means ten that I'm going to share. Oh, okay. <laughs> so do we know when they'll be ready? Well, they potted them up the little plants in four and a half inch on Monday. Yeah. So give them what two weeks? Okay. Before they look pretty like these. Yeah. Peppers. Well, it's a little bit slower in the spring, but. Uh, at this time of the year, they're pretty close to the same because of, of the hot weather. That's good news. Yeah. They're me and that other guy. How many flats are we supposed to buy each to make this uh, work? Uh, uh, five each? Sure. Five flats? Sure. Hey, we got to take another break. Trace, anything we want to bring up before the break? Nope. I don't think I'm covered it all. All right. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210 8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, 
It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. I want to tell you about some of the items on sale this week. We've got some of your favorites that are now on sale and some that you haven't seen on sale in a long time. Let's start off with one of your favorites, the foxtail fern. When we had it on sale a couple of weeks ago, it was so very, very popular. And now it's on sale again in the number one container for just five eighty-eight or two for $10. The same goes true for Blue Plumbago. They were just moving out the door. They're absolutely gorgeous, and that's why they're on sale in the number one container for just four eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. Bicolor irises are on sale. I haven't seen these on sale in a long time. In the number one container, now just four eighty-eight. You'll save on crepe myrtles, thoralis, and much, much more, including Lynn's Legacy and Silverado Sinisa for just eighteen eighty-eight. in the number five container. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Learn more at com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Calvin, um, I won't tell Jerry what you said, but uh, you haven't been right yet. Uh, he hasn't gotten upset about anything. We won't tell him. We'll see if he, he brings it up today. Oh, the article? Ah, well, you, now you blew it. <laughs> Have you seen Calvin's article? Yeah. About herbs? Yeah. Are you pretty excited about that? Yeah. Oh, see? But I, no, but I knew not, he would be. But not letting Calvin get ahead of me. Oh, okay. I uh, put on plantanswers.com on the topics of the month in red a link to the growing herbs in Texas. Written by Vince Menino. Oh yeah, I remember Vince. Yeah, it was. It's a long. It's a long, long article, and uh, it takes it takes your computer, or at least took my computer, a while to download it. Oh geez, really? Wow. Yeah, it's it's got pictures, color pictures, and everything. Were you still working on that Commodore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's on plantanswers.com. Topic of the month: Growing Herbs in Texas. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the article on, huh. on Plant Answers. In fact, the other day when I on the radio, I said I, I don't know where it is. It was under vegetables. You know, and I always say an herb is a vegetable that didn't make it. Oh, so you put it under vegetables? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now it probably is so popular. That uh, we probably ought to give it its, its own title in the uh, oh yeah information I think, yeah. I think you Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. People love herbs. Oh yeah. Well, you know they had we used to have the herb market over at uh, Aggie Park. Yeah, and, I think uh, they have it now at thousands uh, Pearl, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah Pearl. Yeah. Hundreds and thousands of people came in there. Oh, I don't think that many. And <laughs> nearly a million, I think, is what I heard. Well, we, we used, you remember, 
Did we do that? Wasn't that, I remember, where the flood came? And yeah. I, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> was it Dee's car that was flo- was being held up there by yeah. the pole? Yeah. yeah. Floated and away. And they had to evacuate uh, with a ladder truck, fire fireman ladder truck. Dee was not going to give up her post. <laughs> no, she was... Uh, she was dedicated. Once she made, once she committed to the post, she was going to stay there, rain or shine. And I would have given anything to have a picture of Helen Mott. Used to be one of the first volunteers that I ever had, crawling across that ladder, that fireman's ladder. But they used to have that. Didn't we used to do the program there? We did. I think we, we did, did a couple, couple of times. Them. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing about herbs, and that's what I like about Calvin's column, is that he tells what to do with them. Uh, people were walking <laughs> out of that, or when we were doing our radio program, people were walking out with a sorry-looking little plant and had paid 5 $10 for it. And so I'd ask him, I said, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. What are you going to do with that when it starts Cook growing? Cook with it? No, the most of them didn't know. Oh. But I, even when I they say you, cook, you, cook with it, that is yeah. Then, then, it, then I said, you know, how many pots of beans you can cook with <laughs> with that plant once it gets grown? Probably ten thousand, because you don't add much to that yeah. to it. But uh, Calvin in uh, this week's article talks about. Uh, lemongrass and uh, th- thyme. He misspelled thyme, Milton. <laughs> oh, did he spell it with an H yeah. and a Y? Yeah. Ah. Uh, and then chives and. That's cool. French tar- uh French tarragon, which is an interesting. Tarragon. That's supposed to be the uh, the most valuable. Uh, Herb and the, the really, yeah, and it's one of the hardest to grow. And of course, we we one of our one of the gardeners brought it to my attention that you can use uh, oh our Mexican mint marigold marigold for some of the really uh, yeah, yeah some of the recipes. So I uh, well you've got that in your article. Yeah, I just ma- I mentioned the uh, let us know uh, if you do if you. Uh, Use mint marigold and what you use it for, so that other people can take advantage. Because mint marigold very easy to grow and oh, it's yeah. butter great for butterflies and very attractive landscape plants. Yeah, next time next uh, time you do a uh, article, if you know when you've got one coming up, we'll we'll poll the audience and uh, see what their favorite herbs are and what they do with them. I think uh, I think, and it says also Mexican mint marigold uh, are. Attractive, deer-proof, licorice-flavored plant that can replace French tarragon in some recipes. Yeah. Uh, and I think Mexican mint marigold, sounds like it, is a native. Oh, really? And I think that was the first native <laughs> plant that uh, uh, Lone Star Growers, Joe Bradbury, and uh, and that bunch tried to promote as a as a native. Now what they didn't know was the thing mainly blooms in the fall. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's a once bloomer. Yeah. 
That and fall aster are spectacular yeah. for about three weeks. But you don't need it to bloom to be using it in recipes. No, it's very. It's a nice looking plant now. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's t- compact and nice green color. I think yeah. it grows in the shade, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I think I, it's, they, shade it's recommended it. full sun. It's a f- full yeah. sun plant. Yeah, right. But in, in, maybe as an herb, you could grow it in the shade. That'd be another question we could ask. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break, catch our breath, and um, get ready to answer more of your calls coming up the next hour on Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, coming up on 930 a.m., The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, where Calvin may periodically. Uh, give directions to a couple trying to find the poinciana. Um, we do a lot of things on this show besides just answer questions. <laughs> we tell people where the bathroom is. Uh, we uh, show people where plants are. Uh, Jerry sometimes takes a, uh, and plays cashier with cash purchases. And but did you mention that you were the chief bathroom director? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh. I know I got a, I got a title from Millburgers. Uh-huh. No, no extra pay, but I do. I I'm I'm responsible for showing people, if need be, where the bathroom is first, just with a point, and then if I can, to walk and, and escort them there. So and tell them in a hurry. Yeah. No. There's. We've seen people ask with a certain urgency in their voice and on their face. Oh yeah. So 210-308-8867, if you just joined us, it's Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. Uh, and uh, we're talking gardening with you. We've had oak tree questions. We haven't had Do any you herb- call it Independence Day? I was just going to say 4th of July, but that just yeah. sounds like it's the date. Oh. Uh, happy 4th of July, Independence Day. I don't know. What do you, <laughs> what do you call it? 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> but I would just say, I mean, I think maybe we used to call it more... Independence Day in past, you know, when I was young, but I, it just sounds a little different than. Yeah, it, it sounds funny to say it, but I was going to say Happy Fourth of July, but that seems like we're not. It's like saying Happy December twenty fifth. You're just saying the date, although everybody knows what it is. Or Happy Juneteenth. Yeah, now Juneteenth is actually called Juneteenth, though, so it's different. So either way, whatever you'd like to hear, Happy July Fourth, Happy Independence Day. Um, Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yeah, uh, Neil also wrote a, a nice little article about uh, rock roses. And uh, we've got some out here that uh, we've been looking at for a month or more that's never quit blooming. That's solid bloom. In the summer, summertime. In the summertime. 
It's a relative of hibiscus and uh, has the flower style and shape of a regular hibiscus. But unlike the tropical hibiscus and mallows that we've been talking about, rock roses are smaller, only up to a couple of inches. They're a deep rose pink. And they're born over a long period of time from late spring well into the fall. As, as shown, a lot of people use them in, they call it rock rose. A lot of people use them in cactus uh, gardens or rock garden. Yeah, I know. Low, low water use. Yeah, they're ground top, cover. They're perennial. Yeah. Now, they're, they're, I always think of them as an old-fashioned plant. They're, they're not like, you know, like uh, oriental hibiscus has got such a structure to it. And, yeah. But uh, rock rose is more soft and lays down, will cover a lot of territory. Yeah. They're tidy, growing two to three feet tall and wide. Rarely larger and thriving and best in full sun or limited shade. For sure. Uh, they're able to withstand reflected heat from sidewalks and buildings. Uh, they're not particular as to soils. In other yeah. words, they'll grow in our alkaline soils and rocky soils with no problem. Good butterfly plant too. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm, I can't I remember. Are they deer deer proof? They what? I I, I don't know. I can't remember. If they're relatives of hibiscus, they may not be. They may not be. Now. I've got so I've got a mission for our Kerrville listeners. Okay, Kerrville listeners, <laughs> you got homework. Several years ago, I was contacted by a lady up in Kerrville that had a red rock rose, which would have been great to add to the market, and she wanted me to come by and see it. Uh, it's on. It was on the uh, uh, west side of Kerrville. I went up to their house. They had a beautiful home up the hill there, and uh, she was in the garden club, and she was in the master gardeners. That's the way I first came across the master gardeners, and uh, but I didn't take any cuttings. Uh, I. I Avoided my basic rule: when you see something that's good, take cuttings. Well, she wanted to patent it. She wanted to patent that rock, and I tried in my gentle way to sell her that that's going to be a hard road to follow because it'll take a long time, and uh, a lot of times. Uh, Not if you took responsibility along. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she tried to go through uh, Lady Bird Johnson uh, Wildflower Center. And they actually planted some up there in front of the center. And uh, But yet, they didn't want to proceed with the patenting process. So then, uh, she found a, 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 a company out of California called... Uh, Anyway, it's a major propagation company, and uh, and sent some to them, sent some cuttings to them. 
with the sign agreement. And uh, they have since gone out of business. And I have not heard any more about the Red Rock Road. So I don't know whether she's lost it or I hope not. Uh, and if she hasn't, if she has lost, hadn't lost it, I'd be glad to uh, work with her to get it on the market because we need it. It would be a real uh, impact on the market because uh, that's a good plant. That Rock Rose uh, Pavonia is a good good plant. And so y'all, y'all folks up there in Kerrville, you may know the person I'm talking about. I'd have I'd appreciate her giving me a call. Or, or giving us a call here at the radio program. 210 no, 210-308-8867 or 866-308-8867. There you go. You'll give that phone later, won't you? Yes, I still will. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally. But anyway, think about rock roses. And we've got, we've got lots yeah. of them. And that pink is pretty enough. Well, it, it shines over there. And like Calvin said, I bet I bet it would be a good hummingbird and uh, butterfly plant. It as is. Well. It's, it's a good ground cover. It's on the same. I think. Well, I think of Turk's cap, which is more more of a morning sun or shade thing, and then rock rose does it uh, has the same impact, but uh, full sun. It will uh, cover a lot of ground with blooms, like Jerry says, blooming constantly in the summertime. No. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a perennial. In other words, it might freeze, oh, yeah. it might freeze down, but uh, you just cut it off at the ground, and it comes back. Did you see? Uh, did you read or uh, look at the pictures that with uh, Neil Sperry's article this week, Calvin? Um, I, I think I did. What did? You, what are you talking about? Did you look at that tomato he had there? He's passing it to Calvin now. Oh yeah, that that is not a bird. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh no. He identifies it as bird damage on a tomato. Now I, n- I would have probably never would have guessed that it's grasshopper, but actually it could, that's, I guess. Yeah, that's what the yeah. Oh, they said it was a grasshopper, yeah, and, and Neil said grass. bird. Yeah. Why do you keep picking on Neil? <laughs> well, he said a picture. Huh. Look, look at the picture, man. Ah. Now, when a, when a bird damages a fruit, well... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, no, well, we, look at, ba- based on me, I've seen about 400 of those bird damage. <laughs> yeah. None is of it look like that. You always it, see... Uh, you sharp always, edges. You notice around the edges how smooth it is yeah. around the hole yeah. in the tomato? Uh that's not bird, well, bird damage. Doesn't leave it smooth it's like that around the ragged and uh, uh, broken up. Yeah, pieces. yeah. You see, you see peck holes in it. Yeah, the beak holes. They leave peck, pecker prints in yeah. it, Milton. Right. Yes. And uh, so, but this is—I never have seen a grasshopper damage on a tomato. I don't get. It. I was trying to think is. of if I've ever seen that damage. I, I would. I suppose there's some. There might be some caterpillars that would might do that, but uh, or beetle. But <laughs> but you, you know you. I'm with you. I've never seen a grasshopper damage a tomato, but 
That certainly could be it. Yeah, our, our growers, uh, gardeners down south, you know, we got a call, was it last week or week before last, talking about the grasshoppers are moving in. They always move in first down there, and then they cover the rest of the city uh, because they come out of those uh, hay fields over there down south. But, uh, or west, southwest. But uh, that's an interesting picture. Uh, and the damage, the, there's a hole there, of course. And around the hole is a perfect circle. Right, it around the side of the hole. Looks to me like a, <laughs> like a volcano. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, with the layers kind of in the, the hole at the. Yeah, it's spent, got the. Spent, I, can, yeah. I can see that. Concentric circles around, and then there's the hole. Now, a woodpecker doesn't leave uh, pecker tracks built in there. What they mean, they be, eat the whole tomato. <laughs> there'll be pieces everywhere. Oh, they just throw it. What do they just? They eat the whole tomato. Well, yeah. They, Why do they rip it up like that? Just to kind of tear uh, it apart? Yeah. Well, it's because it's they're not normally a, a tomato eater. They're you know they they have. Their mechanism is to deal mostly with insects and trees and bark and things, and so it just they have to use the devices that they've got at hand, and that's a <laughs> sharp, powerful beak. Yeah, and they do a lot of damage. Oh, no, is that right? Actually, uh, but you can actually see the pieces. <laughs> if you see you see the little movement, and you usually are trying to decide is that a mockingbird or Woodpecker. Then you start seeing things fly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a woodpecker. The mockingbirds are pretty destructive, but they're not nearly as yeah. aggressive. Yeah, now my son Jeremy has been watching the birds out the uh, back door, the glass door, and uh, he saw, he, he saw, a, he said there's a woodpecker out there. And it's got a yellow on, a, yellow on its little belly. Yeah. I said, that's a, I call them sapsuckers, and you say they're all woodpeckers. Right? Yeah, golden-fronted woodpecker. And but but then he said he saw one that was completely brown or or black on them. Yeah, there's the. Oh. I don't know whether that's a male or female. Or no, it was a littler. It was littler, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, help me, Milton. What's that? <laughs> there's three varieties that we see quite a quite a bit of. Sapsuckers. Uh, now, uh, you see some sapsuckers once in a while, but not very often. Golden-fronted woodpeckers are big. Yeah, that's what I see. Yeah, and then there's the then the one you're talking about, ladderback. Oh, oh, oh okay. Ladderback is the black and yeah, white. We talked and the, about those before. The male's got red on the top. And yeah. then there, then there's a, not not the hairy woodpecker, but the smaller version of the hairy woodpecker. Yeah, I That's think a, a smaller one. Yeah. I think Jeremy saw those yeah. all, all at once on the on the tree in the backyard. Yeah, I've seen them all at once on soot. This last winter, there was just uh, it was the first year that I, when I saw that I saw all three of them at, at the same time. On yeah, <laughs> I would call them yellow-bellied sapsuckers. Calvin has pointed that out. No, uh, no, but he he, he can't the could occasionally see a yellow bill except something. Yeah. Well, that's a, I think that's all we saw in Tennessee. Yeah, it could be. 
I don't know for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm looking on uh, this week in the garden. And uh, Kevin says it's time to harvest all the near full size tomatoes on on your on your on your plants and pull the plants from the garden. Now you talk about full size for that variety, which uh, with most of our big tomatoes like Tycoon and and uh, Red Snapper, that's going to be. Tennis ball size? Well, actually, yeah, a little, sm- <laughs> a little smaller than tennis ball size. Okay. I've had pretty good luck. They got right, nice, good. They're not, a, they're, not as ga- they're not as good as the full size one oh, a little yeah. earlier. Yeah, but uh, they've been. Uh, they they'll most of them will turn right. And the skin tends to be tougher. Yeah, for sure, a lot tougher. Uh, people get that skin in their dentures, Milton, and they start raising hell about it. No. And you know what I tell them? No. Take your dentures out before you eat your tomatoes. No. And then gum them? You gum them. Get that flavor in there. <laughs> how do they how do they, like that? they They just uh, shake their heads and walk off. If, if spring-planted tomatoes are left in place into, into July... Expect them to produce more spider mites and diseased leaves and fruit. Well said, Calvin. Removing the spring plants uh, allows room to plant the fall crop after mid-July. Now, don't fall in love with your tomato plants. I know you've raised them from a baby. Especially. And I know they had a lot of tomatoes on them. But like Calvin says, they also <laughs> have got a lot of spider mites on them. But you don't see spider mites. That's what you're saying to yourself. Yeah, I don't uh, see the spider mites. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to help you out here. But I don't see spider there mites. There you go. But uh, trust me, they're there. Especially now that the temperatures are in the high 90s. It's supposed to be 100 today, 100 tomorrow. First 100 degree temperature. Yeah. Those spider mites are doubling their population every three days. And there's nothing you can spray them with. I mean, if you if you want to spray something, you could try, try the liquid seaweed. But that's just going to slow them down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that works best when you use it as a preventative. To, yeah, preventative. To make it to slow them down enough that you can pull a crop. Works especially well in the fall because you're going towards cooler weather. Yeah. So your um, population growth of spider mites isn't as great as it would be on your summer crop right now. Right. And, you know, we're talking about uh, when you're removing the tomato plants, you know, weren't you and Trace talking about putting a garbage bag over yeah, the top I, and then pull it up, cut it off at the ground? And I I uh, thought about that. Uh, the one the one issue with that is that if you got tomato cages. Yeah. And it's hard to get the cage without knocking right. all the spider mites Absolutely. off. So <laughs> it's not, not not an easy... And they will crawl back up. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think they fly. They they fly in the wind, you know, they uh, like a spider yeah. mite. So you could, uh, you could get the... Pull them up with the cage and then 
carefully put them in the upside down in the bag and then shake them, shake them out of the get that yeah. cage. Out of the, yeah, it's, what you're trying to do is minimize the re- population. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, it's not perfect, but uh, it makes a difference. You, oh yeah, especially early in the season. But don't try to save. Well, the next question is Milton. Yes. Uh, can I just cut those back? Can oh. I cut those old plants back? Did you still want me to play along? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can cut them back, and they will uh, have pr- fruit a little bit later after they re-sprout, but the fruit will be much smaller, tougher skin, and you still have the spider mite population to contend with. So it's just better to remove them. And uh, you you can, if you had uh, if you made a mistake and planted the wrong variety, some of those heirloom plants that didn't have any fruit but had grew a huge plant, uh, you won't you don't have to make that mistake this fall. Stick with uh, uh, smaller growing plants, even uh, the cherry nine sixty eight, uh, dwarf cherry surprise we used to call it. Because it is a semi-dwarf. A lot of people don't believe it is because it so grows pretty tall. Well, and both of the BHN 968 and the Ruby Crush do very well in uh, containers. Oh, yeah. Large, you know, if you've got a large containers, they like half whiskey barrels. They're wonderful to grow. One tomato plant. Yeah. Easy to take care of and easy to keep off the mites and the weeds. So you you've grown those together, right? Yeah. Is a not is a, a ruby crush as tall as nine sixty eight or as big as nine sixty eight? Yeah, and it it depends a little bit on the uh, growing situation, but so, sometimes my ruby crushes will be a little larger than the H and nine sixty eight, oh, okay. and then other time, like uh, like now the. The 968s were larger than the Ruby Crushes. Huh. But both of them pr- produce very oh, well. Oh, yeah, they produce a lot of uh, fruit. And uh, <laughs> uh, I will, won't forget one of my uh, volunteers brought their little uh, grandson, I think he had his grandson out, to work at the greenhouse with And uh, so I tried to find something uh, for him to do so I said okay you sit over here and pick all only the red tomatoes and uh, we're going to put them and count them and uh, weigh them that's when we were first looking at 968 and uh, his his grandmother is from England and he said do you call these tomatoes or tomatoes I said, well, if your grandmother's around, you call them tomatoes. And, and uh, if you're just talking to us uh, American people, you just say tomatoes. But he, he'd always heard her call them tomatoes. Uh, Kevin also got a good tip in there about uh, if your lantanas were infested by lace bugs last summer and quit blooming... And that's the key. If they, if your lantana 
uh, in full sun, and the, the yellow one, the, the new gold. And they quit blooming? Last year. Yeah, what about this year? Well, it's kind of too late. Oh, you can. I mean, there's, there's a treatment for it, but what I was rec- recommending in that uh, to avoid it was, yeah, if you got if you had them stop blooming last year, they're probably on the same path. This yeah. Year. So try acephate or the bare systemic product to intercept those. Uh, but if they've started that process, Jerry came across a treatment where you kind of string mold. Yeah. Kind of a half into the depth, and that perked perked them up. You could you could spray spray them too if they're already oh, yeah. you know, started. But uh, uh, after after you trim trim off a couple inches, and uh, you'll get a faster regrowth. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we got to take a quick break, James. Don't go anywhere. We're going to ask your answer your questions right after this. But I want to give you enough time. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. I want to tell you about some of the items on sale this week. We've got some of your favorites that are now on sale and some that you haven't seen on sale in a long time. Let's start off with one of your favorites, the foxtail fern. When we had it on sale a couple weeks ago, it was so very, very popular. And now it's on sale again in the number one container for just $5.88 or two for $10. The same goes true for Blue Plumbago. They were just moving out the door. They're absolutely gorgeous, and that's why they're on sale in the number one container for just $4.88. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. Bicolor irises are on sale. I haven't seen these on sale in a long time. In the number one container, now just four eighty-eight. You'll save on crepe myrtles, thoralis, and much, much more, including Lynn's Legacy and Silverado Sinisa for just eighteen eighty-eight in the number five container. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. Learn more at MillburgerNursery.com. Millburgers Garden in South Texas, where we go back to the phone lines at 210-308-8867 and answer a question that James has at 210-308-8867. James, uh, happy 4th of July, Independence Day. See, I got both in there that time, Calvin. Good. All right. And welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Well, and happy 4th to all y'all. Thank hey, you, listen, man. On the, on the pronunciation of tomatoes... Tomatoes, tomatoes, or whatnot. I, y'all brought me back. I like to tomatoes. Tomatoes. I right. like tomatoes. Well, that's what I was going to say because that's how I spell it when I when I write with my friends. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 
Put me back when my grandpa was teaching me how to plow on his old John Deere near Gray Forest at the bottom of a hill and on the upper bank of the Holotus Creek that went through his place. He always he, he always called them tomatoes. So to this day, I tomatoes, O-R-S on the end. But anyway, what I, call, what I called about was on my pecan trees. I'm down south here now. And I got plenty of water. I got water, uh, well water. And uh, my Choctaw, which I've been nursing along, has got, I counted last night, about maybe 20 pecans on it, young plea. How? I know they need a lot of water, and I can water it, but is it every day, every other day, and for how long? Uh, how are you watering? Are you flooding them or sprinkling them, or what are you doing? I, I, got a, I got a sprinkler that I move around the perimeter, but I can let it go as long as I need to. Okay. Uh, James, what kind of pecans do you have? Choctaw. I got oh, you oh, I didn't hear that part. I got uh, one Choctaw, and I got one, uh, oh, God, I got it from Millburger three years ago. I'm, it, it escapes me, but it's supposed to be a good pollinator for Choctaw. I'll think okay. in a second. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Dr. Uh, Larry Stein, who, who's a pecan grower, has right. a... He waters because he flood irrigates. Right. And I think he waters every two weeks. Oh, once so, uh, every two? Oh, but he floods. Yeah, he floods. Yeah, yeah. he floods. Yeah, the okay. sprinkler. It's, it's yeah. And I, once a week wouldn't be too much yeah, for the sprinkler. Right. Uh, is the tree big or, or medium size? I'm looking at it. It's probably only, it's a young, it's about 10, 12 years old. It's, uh, I'm guessing it's 20 feet tall. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. got a few nuts on it, so... It's got about uh, 20 once a, once a week won't be too much. Oh, okay. So I, I just heard, and I'm in the sand, I heard they need a lot of water, so I don't need to water yeah, it, but... You're once right. Real deep. Okay. All right. And the other thing... And the other thing, I'm glad to hear about the Rio Grande gold, because um, I was sorry when mine, when mine finally expired... And I understand that um, Millburgers may have some coming up. How is there any way to reserve? I want about six plants. Is there any way to reserve? Wow. Get some on well, the Now Milton's got one. <laughs> okay, sick. Milton, Milton's got one plant reserved, and then the, uh-huh. yeah. the other guy that calls in has got one reserved. So uh, I thought Milton reserved yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, I did reserve three. Yeah. We were trying to say, so, <laughs> oh, James, yeah. you better call the nursery at I mean, 210-497-3760 and put them on the wish list, and that'll, that'll kind of uh, alert them when they oh, come they in and have, stuff. They do have a wish list if I they call do. in? They do. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I will give them a call and, and hope that they can reserve a half dozen for me. I want to give three away and keep three. Yeah, I'm there giving some go. as gifts, too. I like them. There and then we're going to have to figure out how we're going to do our seed drive. Yeah. So this doesn't, do we have? That, that's right. a good pepper. That's a good pepper. One of my favorite. Oh, yeah. Peppers. Yeah. All right. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, James. You take care. Uh-huh. Look at right. that, Milton. You got got somebody else to buy three. I know. People love them. <laughs> hey, Trace, what's going on, man? Yeah, you only got. I was just thinking on that seed drive. I wonder if Jerry's going to go to the back of his refrigerator again and dig up some Mercedes. Oh, no, I don't know. You think? Yeah. Is do we know? It just what, never. We, it just never quits. Does do we never. know all the stuff in the back of your refrigerator, <laughs> or are you still finding new stuff every year? <laughs> I think. I think the last Merced we had, uh, Miss Nethery. Up in Junction, 
uh, had some in her refrigerator, some old seeds. And uh, we tried to plant them, but I don't think they came up. But uh, now I'm, fr- I'm afraid Merced is gone. My, my other question, is there any edible items that uh, that he, that one guy doesn't grow? James? No, no. Um, uh, Dr. Larry Stein. No, I don't know. He's He grows a lot. Yeah. Well, he's got a huge... There used to be more specialists, and Larry's got a He's the man, huge responsibility. Man. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he's uh, he. I've got. Uh, I'm talking to him to try to plant the uh, uh, some oleanders that we developed. They're hmm. supposed to be more cold well, that's tolerant. Definitely not edible. No, no. no. And uh, yeah. Hopefully he won't get confused between it's edible and, and he's got he's got all the blue bonnet seeds, different colored seeds, and uh, let's see what else has he got? I don't know. We, we got to make sure we'd have to go look in his refrigerator. See, we're already getting orders for the the Rio Grande Gold, and it's just baby baby germination here, and so. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, got to we got to make sure this stays on the market. We, yeah. we got to we we almost lost it twice now. Yeah, you've only got uh, Trace, Trace has only got nineteen uh. and three quarters flats left. Yeah, we've so yeah. I think we were trying to do the math and trying to sell them all before I even get them. I bought five, and then uh, he's going to buy a half dozen. That's already half a flat right there, right? Right. Or a the quarter of a flat. Almost, twenty in a flat. Half, twenty in a flat. Oh, okay, almost half. Rats. But uh, uh, one thing we're going to oh, yeah. have... No, we're above half. Above half. <laughs> one thing we're going to have to watch is uh, last time Calvin grew them, yeah. he noticed that I noticed that they were small. You know, they're supposed to be jalapeno size mm-hmm. and shape. They were stubbies. They were chubby. Now, we, did, we never did determine whether that was hot weather or whether we've uh, lost the genetics on it. Oh, no. So uh, we may may want to save only the seed from the uh, jalapeno size and shaped peppers. Which is why we should do the pod bring in. Yeah, yeah. So they bring That's the pods true. in, we can see what they got. That's true. All right. And we need to have that separate category now. I'm, I'm liking this idea. You have superstars, Texas superstars, <laughs> things found in the back of Jerry's fridge. <laughs> Milton can grow it. We got three benches already here at Millburgers, already done. We do. Gosh, Jerry was going to get overwhelmed, though. Let's see. If Milton <laughs> brings in three pods. James brings in three pods. Uh-huh. You'll have a James will probably go. bring in more than three pods. I'll tell you what I, I got James. in my refrigerator. James is probably good for six pods. Is, uh, yes, sir. Parsons, Potent, Chili Pingo. Are we bringing those pods in dry? Or are we bringing them in? Well, it's up to wet. Jerry. We'll have to see. You know, uh, we want to see them wet. Them, if, you, if you bring them in as uh, as peppers, I'll eat the coals. Oh, okay. There uh, we go. <laughs> yeah, we got to uh, hull the seeds out or uh, put the pull of seed out. What about your penguins? Uh, I said I've got some seed of uh, Parsons chili penguins. Yeah, people like those too. Yeah, but they they didn't sell them. Oh. But uh, we might try some next spring. Well, that's neat. I didn't see that. He's too, got a... Too late. Is that a sunflower? In a, or does that just look like a sunflower? Can you no, see? that looks like a sunflower. It's a rudbeckia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which sort of looks like a sunflower. It does. Okay. You don't have any zinnias, do you? <laughs> uh, a few zinnias. You got, got a few zinnias? I got a few vinca and a few zinnias. You're not going to bring the, bring the more zinnias, are you? I've 
Only if, I, only if I can find them. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to Neil Sperry. Yeah, Neil Sperry says you don't plant them till the fall. Yeah. Well, so now you are disagreeing. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he, out of that whole thing, he had to come up with something he disagreed with. <laughs> well, but the but Terry, Calvin, Terry, on the other hand. Terry springs them in. They get sold. They're planted. <laughs> yeah, you're fooling people into planting them at the wrong time of the no, year, Calvin. Only according to Neil Sperry. Calvin and, has had success with this. Yeah, here's Calvin's deal. Allow mature zinnias to drop the seed to produce a continuous cycle of new bloom for cut flowers and as a nectar source for butterflies and other pollinators. So we, we got in some 10-inch pots of zinnias, and I had to buy them last week because uh, I, I figured if I waited, I wasn't going to get any. So we, they came in about, uh, say, three, four inches tall. No buds, no blooms, and today they are—they <laughs> got blooms. Uh, they are blooming. Oh, cool! And, and they're in uh, three in, and a half, t- ten inch, four and a half, ten inch. Whoa! And Big there's one. about four Big or containers. Five, if I remember right, there's about four or five plants in each container. Uh, and uh, they're, they're blooming. They can pick the colors out, right? They Not, won't. It's a mix. It's, it's a mix. mix in a pot. Uh, oh, it's a mix in a pot. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. But yeah, at least they can see the colors that are now, in the pot. Now they can see the colors that are in the pot. There you go. Uh, Calvin says, Cardinals, lesser goldfinches, and other seed-eating birds will also appreciate access to the seed. That's nice. So so Calvin's basically saying what Neil said. Is, uh, what? You let the seed drop to produce a continuous cycle of new blooms. If the seed drops now, they won't bloom till fall, right? Well, they bloom pretty fast. Let's see. <laughs> well, the hotter it is, July, the faster they're going to come July up. July 4th. Oh, is that right? The hotter, the faster? Well, I'm just thinking oh, yeah. those 10-inch pots. That's they right. Went 10 days from almost mm-hmm. nothing to wow. spectacular. Yeah, they're fast huh. growers. Uh Kevin also brings up the point that the black specks on your lemons and other citrus are caused by young grackles pecking on the fruit. And that happens here in the nursery, too, but it uh, uh, it just dam- and it, it happens when the fruit is very small and it, it just uh, damages the outside peel. The pecks mar the fruit appearance but do not usually penetrate the peeling. The fruit is, fruit can still be used. So how do you tell the difference between a grackle and a citrus scab? Uh, the scab, the grackle damage is actually a hole, actually indentation in the skin, whereas the scale is on is a, like a scab on the outside, no hole. Okay. No indication. It's, it's, uh, it's not generally not on the fruit, is it? The scab? Yeah, it no, can be. A, citrus yeah. scab is on the fruit. Yeah, it's on the fruit. Oh, the scab? Yeah. And it looks like a scab. It, it, <laughs> it's well look, named. The damage almost looks identical. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, other one is sun- uh, the bird damage is sunken, and we still don't know what what the bird's doing with that peel. They're always young grackles. The, they're kind of what do you say, light brown? I still think it's a magic. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a 
thinks uh, a fame elixir, a magic elixir, but ac- actually, you know, it's, it's strong, it's uh, yeah. chemically potent, and it may give them some relief from insects. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it gives yeah, them. They would uh, get mites. So. Gets, yeah, yeah, might. they do. It gets, it's got citral oil, citrus oil in it, so yeah. it may do you rub it on the feathers. I don't know. But they sure do. <laughs> they come in and in, in, uh, people say, well, I don't see any grackles on there. They, which you, you, might, did, which you, you said for a while. Yeah, you, you, might, you might not have them for two or three weeks. And then they come all at once and do the damage, and then they leave. And it's always the young ones, the flock of young ones. So anyway, hmm. but, uh, we... Uh, the now that the fruit is getting larger, people will begin to see the damage. Uh, usually, when it's a small fruit, the damage is so. I got so a. Minuscule. I just got an email from Bart on the Rio Grande. He he said that as the season progressed, the the fruit got larger. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. I seem okay. like I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's too. Right, me too. Which is strange because this year. The fruit got smaller. Yeah. Well, bet, on tomatoes. I bet it gets smaller as the hotter it gets. Yeah. And bigger the cooler it is. Yeah. Boy, that, that, those peppers, the um, jalapenos, the uh, tam mild, and the, uh, the those bell peppers, mm-hmm. gosh, they did, they've done wonderful this year. Yeah. What was the mild jalapeno that we had? Tam mild. Oh, okay. And jalapeno grandes, yeah. kind of mild, too. Oh, okay. That was the one you were recommending for stuffing, kind yeah. of get the flavor yeah. but not the heat. Yeah, Ms. Min- Netherly uh, collected our bread. Uh, oh, selected so some. It was the J Lo. It was La Joe. La Joe, there you go. It was at the uh, that was the big one, but that was mild or hot. Mild. Okay. To most people, <laughs> Trace wouldn't. It was no, be mild to Trace. trace. It'd be, be like a pepper. Trace actually Regular puts pepper. Tabasco on pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else, Trace? I can't think of nothing else. All right. You, would you, are we going to get some more news about good stuff coming in next week? Uh, hopefully tomorrow. Okay, yeah, no, no, tomorrow's the day. We've uh, got, for the butterfly folks, we've got, oh, yeah. uh, we've got uh, tropical uh, milkweed. We've got some... Uh, Miss Flower, um, I didn't see any porterweed. Do we have any of no, that? No, no porterweed. Although next week's ad is going to have a great butterfly plant in it. Mm, okay. Trace teases. He won't tell you what it is. You'll have to go to the website on Wednesday, or you'll have to listen to the show. And there is, he, he, he was talking about a few zinnias, but there's, there's a relatively large amount of zinnias that are here available, too. I always put, include them in the... All-star plants for nectar for the uh, butterflies. The, the last customer I walked by when I was walking over here said, "Do you have any vinca?" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you bite your tongue and just say, "We have a few over here"? I let me said a few. Let me show you these three rows. <laughs> she, she might have been being sarcastic. Oh, maybe so. Uh, uh, speaking of vinca, uh, Neil uh, in this week's paper had a question. Said. My coravid periwinkles are dying right before my eyes. I replace them, and the replacements are dying quickly, hmm. too. They just shrivel up. 
I'm watering them carefully so I'm sure they're not drying out. What could be happening? Now, I've never seen a cora have an immediate reaction to uh, aerial photophora, which is what's killing them. Uh, So I'm hoping she's got getting cora. Now... I, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of coras in, in containers, small. Some of them relatively small containers, and they're very. And uh, Vinca is very drought tolerant, but uh, two days when it's a hundred degree out and it's, you got a big, full of blooms, yeah. Vinca, it'll wilt. Yeah. So you got you know. So every two or three days on those uh, those in containers. I'm I'm betting that she's watering them when the, if they start wilting. Still, set. she's adding watering them every day. Yeah, so that the soil soil stays kill almost anything. Yeah, you don't want the soil to stay soggy. You uh, to dry out. But anyway, day. Neil says there's a new improved type of coral periwinkle that has improved resistance. Uh, so and we have those here at Millburg. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Hey, we need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The answer. for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. I want to tell you about some of the items on sale this week. We've got some of your favorites that are now on sale and some that you haven't seen on sale in a long time. Let's start off with one of your favorites, the Foxtail Fern. When we had it on sale a couple of weeks ago, it was so very, very popular. And now it's on sale again in the number one container for just $5.88 or two for $10. The same goes true for Blue Plumbago. They were just moving out the door. They're absolutely gorgeous, and that's why they're on sale in the number one container for just $4.88. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. Bicolor irises are on sale. I haven't seen these on sale in a long time. In the number one container, now just $4.88. You'll save on crepe myrtles, thoralis, and much, much more, including Lynn's Legacy and Silverado Sinisa for just eighteen eighty eight. in the number five container. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Learn more at millburgernursery.com. You know, when I was in school, we used to sing it something like this. Listen here. Oh, beautiful God, spacious skies Far amber waves of rain And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, we should end the show with that one. That's a great version of that song, uh, uh, Al. 
All right, Franklin is on the line at 210-308-8867. Franklin, happy Independence Day. What's going on, man? Happy Fourth of July, you fabulous people. Maybe we'll get our freedom back here someday. Uh, <laughs> it's funny you call, Franklin, because Jerry and Milton were just saying how much they miss some of your food dishes. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny that you say that. I, I'm in the process of making some potato salad. I, it's not going to be done before you're off the air, though. So maybe That's I can bring okay. you up a little bit tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be maybe okay. Maybe I can bring you up a little bit tomorrow. Uh, anyway, I'm... I'm, uh, I'm in these times, I'm I'm wary of eating oh, food right. from the. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. nothing against you. I'm sure it's fine, but the virus. I'm oh, still God. a little wary. Oh, uh, what's okay, going on? Uh, all right, uh, no, I got. I'm gonna pick you guys' brains a bit. Uh, I have uh, given this some consideration and done it with no harmful effects, but I think a lot of the people uh, that look at their plants in the day and it's hot and they're wilty. Uh, you know, on your sprayers, most sprayers have a setting on it that for mist. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, when you see your plants are kind of droopy and it's hot in the middle of the day? Just give them a little mist over uh, on their branches and all and uh, and uh, refresh them a bit. Problem What's your thoughts that, on that? In theory, it's good, but uh, 80% of that water may not, you know, a lot of times... Well, Jerry and I have recommend that with, uh, uh, like, if there's a heavier, a heavier spray. I don't, I don't know that it's real efficient if you do it in the uh, sunny part of the day. Yeah, it'll no. probably, it'll probably cool them down. But uh, yeah, it cools them down. Uh, things to perk them up. I don't expect them to perk up much, but, but as opposed to going putting water in the ground and say, oh, my plants are dying because they're wilty and it's hot, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If, well, it, if it, somebody's going to do something, it might be a really good idea to tell them to give it a mist. You the, can't do uh, any damage, and, and it'll make them well, feel the better. You might get more benefit overall from doing it in the morning or the evening. Oh, yes, yeah. of course you would, but you're, you're probably not going to notice your plant being wilted in the morning or the evening. If I see yeah. my plants wilted in the morning, uh, especially early in the morning, I'm going to give yeah, them some that, water. Yeah, is that trouble? Yeah, they. Well, uh, yeah, it shows they need some water. But you know, yeah, it should be if they're still w- if they're still wilted in the morning, the following morning, then they're dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I always thought was my rule of thumb, anyway. Right. But uh, but uh, I, I'm just talking about during the day when somebody walks out and they say, "Ah, my plants are dying. They're all wilted." Uh, just. Give them a little mist, and they'll perk up for a bit, and everybody will be happy, and you won't kill your plants by overwatering. Won't that form water droplets on, droplets on the leaves and, and sunburn the leaves? Like uh, a prism? Act like a prism? What, what, what I'm saying is that most of those droplets don't even make it to the leaf. Yeah, yeah. They just uh, evaporate. Oh, no. He's, he's when, talking when about I, the top. He I, might raise the humidity slightly. No, I have a hand your experience. Mist. Your experience was that it did perk them up. Uh, it does perk them up for a little bit. Uh, they 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 kind of just sit there, but then you come back in a little bit, and they're 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 a bit perked up. But uh, uh, they seem to be happy. I'm I'm bringing my sweet basil along, so that's oh, wow. that's pretty good. And I haven't noticed any uh, problems with. Uh, the uh, uh, magnifying lens effect of droplets on the on the leaves, 
I think they're yeah, probably too small. That doesn't occur. Small. That's where it Terry thinks that's no. a, a made-up <laughs> made concept. I say what? <laughs> it's it's a, yeah, a lot of a lot of people out there will say that uh, the water droplets will act like a prism and burn the leaves, but uh, oh, you got to have know, an airspace. That, that doesn't that doesn't work. You know, you can oh. get with if you've got a if you spray uh, sometimes an insecticide, you it gets chemically potent in the heat like yeah. that. Yeah. Or so oh, it's, yeah. it's generally not a yeah. good idea to spray when it's 100 degrees in full sun. No, so. yeah. Oh, no, I never hey, do that. Franklin, I, I wait till evening or do it in the morning. But uh, We got to run, man. So hey. we'll talk to you tomorrow. We're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks Bye, for Franklin. calling. And happy 4th of July to everybody out there. Have a safe holiday. Be careful out there. I'm Milton Glick, and on behalf of the docs, thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the music. Maybe we'll even revisit some more tomorrow. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer.